Okay, well, I'm going to like set the the stage a little bit just just brief background because like I have um I have the time limit in mind. I want to cuz I could you know, I could go on a long time. I'll I'll back. okay, so basically uh, my first job that I got when I after I graduated Bible college, um, I was a youth pastor at a church in Ontario. And it started off really well. You know, it was going good. I, I thought I was doing good. But some stuff happened and it led to me um, resigning from, from being on staff. I stayed at the church, but I, I was no longer on staff. The thing is, um, now I know um, the truth of, of what has gone on at that church with that leadership. There's issues and problems. But at the time... I didn't know that. I thought it was my fault. I thought that I, you know, wasn't doing a good job or, or you know, and I was questioning, um, you know, should I be in ministry? Did I make a mistake? Did I make a mistake going to Bible school? You know, so so I had all these, these things going on. And again, like, obviously, years later, I found out, like, I mean, there's, there's issues at that church. And I, I guess I was pretty much like the sacrificial lamb, sort of. I was just... It, it was nothing personal with me. It's just that I was the person that happened to be there at the time. And, and, um, but it, it certainly wasn't my the fault. To take the fall. Yeah. I, I was just like, kind of, and again, when you, when you're in it and you don't know the truth, you know, I thought it was my fault. Um, and so it just, it really made me question a lot of, a lot of stuff. So I was at a point where I'm like, okay, what am I going to do now? Right. Because I'm thinking I'm going to be in, in ministry my whole life. And now I don't know what to do. So my pastor at the time, he's, he was really big on um, like education, like higher education. So he said, why don't you go to university? Because, you know, obviously I went to CJEP and then I went to Bible school and I didn't like go to like a regular university. Right. And he's like, you know, why don't, why don't you do that? So I thought, okay, I was, I was like, I don't remember how old I was, but I was old enough that I could become a mature student. So I wouldn't have, it was just easy to get in. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have nothing to do. I have no job. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go to university. So I, I applied and I got in, I applied to uh, psychology. I think I don't even remember. I think it was psychology or something like that. Um, I got in, did the whole process, went to orientation, ready to go about to start class. And the teachers went on strike. And this wasn't like a week strike. They're on strike for like three months. And so, yeah, it was just like, and I mean, it's something that doesn't usually happen because sometimes, you know, the teachers will threaten to strike and maybe they'll do it for like a day. They'll walk out, whatever. But this was intense. And, and I was like, "Mm." and I was not, I wouldn't say I was super spiritually mature at the time, but I, I felt like, okay, this is, I think this is God letting me know this is not the path that you should be taking. Um, cause it was almost like it was taken out of my, my decision. I, I didn't have a choice because I couldn't go to class. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this That's isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I had to do something. I couldn't just wait around for school to start. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, I, I guess I'll get a job. So I actually, a friend of mine, um, her daughter was enrolled in a music school and she's like, yeah, you know, they're always looking for teachers. So I applied and I got a job as, as a music teacher, like part-time. 
So I was doing that. Um, but you know, the, the reality is I was, I felt very lost. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I had, I had a bad experience obviously with the church, even though I was, I still attended the church. But anyways, um, so <laughs> we all make mistakes. I, I don't know. It's hard to do that. Let me tell you something. If you're a pastor or whatever, and you, you're on staff at a church and you resign or whatever, and then you, you, nobody ever stays. You know, it's very rare, very rare to stay. Um, and even if like you'll go for a bit and then come back, but I just stayed. It's not like I took a break or I went somewhere else and then for a bit and then I came back. Anyways, so I was there. So it was like the constant like reminder that, oh, I'm not the youth pastor anymore. Um, and so it, it, it led me, to, I became very depressed. Um, and also, by the way, I mean, this is a completely separate testimony, but there was something else in my life that I was going through that added to the, this depression, but I mean, it's a separate thing, but it, it was like, kind of like double at the same time. Right. Like a personal matter. Yeah, a personal matter. Yeah. Emphasized it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was just, I was very depressed, but like, it, it was like, I'd never really gone through that before. Um, and so I just like, I kept it to myself pretty much, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really tell anybody. Um, I didn't talk about it. I didn't really know who to talk to or, or whatever. And, um, and I, and I remember one point I, 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 so my husband had gotten, um, his wisdom teeth out and, and they gave him like, you know, painkillers, like super strong painkillers. Right. And my husband, <laughs> he's a good healer. He didn't even take one of them. He's like Superman or something. Like he just, wow. he didn't need any painkillers. He recovered really fast, but we still had these painkillers in the house. So one day, you know, he, he had gone to work and I was just at home. And I remember I went and I took the painkillers out of the cupboard and I opened the bottle and I look at them like these big, big things. And I put them on the table and I sat there and I said, if I down this bottle, it'll kill me. So I was like, okay, that, that's what I'm going to do. So I, I just sat there probably, I mean, I don't know, maybe like an hour, maybe more just sitting there. Obviously, as you can see, I didn't go through with it. <laughs> um, but you know, just the, yeah. You, you didn't want to just like take one to kind of numb the pain. You literally were contemplating taking your life. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't about, yeah, it wasn't about like, uh, maybe this will help. I, I want it out. Um, so, and, 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 but obviously I didn't go through with it and, but I realized I'm like, you know what? I think I need to talk to somebody because like, this is no, I can't, I can't live like this. Right. And unfortunately I wasn't praying about it because I didn't, I mean, obviously because of what I was going through with this personal issue in my life, I was not very close to the Lord. Um, I was not very, um, I didn't really read my Bible. You know, I just wasn't, my relationship with the Lord was kind of non-existent. I was at church every week, you know, which I'm sure, I mean, hey, I'm sure plenty of people go through that. You're in church every week. I played drums every week. Um, it was like here. Every, <laughs> I played drums every week. And then if, if ever I couldn't play, everyone was like, no. <laughs> um, so that, some things never change. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I have... The Lord has given me, uh, the Lord's given me a special gifting to play at church. I could not be like a, a rock star or do any kind of other style of music. Not for me. Not for me. Anyways. You're not meant to do that though. You're meant to do 
it in yeah. the capacity that you can do in your right now. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that was uh, on the outside seems like everything was fine. You know, I played every week. I was there every week. I was very involved. Um, I was still helping with the youth group, even though I wasn't, I wasn't pastoring anymore, but they had like a youth committee thing. So I was part of that. And, um, you know, it seemed fine on the outside, but I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to talk to someone. So I, I actually, I knew of someone at the church who, uh, they had publicly shared that they were very, you know, they're depressed and they, um, they take antidepressants, right? So I decided to go talk to them because I figured they would understand. So, you know, I went and, they, and they're and they super nice. Like, please, like nothing against this person. They're great people. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they told me it's normal. You know, people, people get depressed. Um, you know, just because you're a Christian, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong. It doesn't mean you don't have faith. You know, Christians get depressed just as much as, as non-Christians. You know, this is this is what they were telling me. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's true. Um, because really, I, I didn't have um, I didn't have a good understanding. I mean, it's not something that was really talked about. I, I mean, it's, it just, it really wasn't. If, if the subject of, like, depression or whatever came up, it was usually like, oh, cast a demon out of them kind of thing. Like, 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 that's a, like sure, there could be demonic dep- uh, oppression, mm-hmm. but that's not always the case, right? Yeah. Um, so... You know, it, it was it was basically like that's all I kind of knew, and so when I was talking to this person, I was like, okay, um, this at least I feel better talking to somebody, and they suggested, you know, why don't you go uh, and talk to a professional? And I thought, well, what do I have to lose, right? So I decided to go, and you know, the the <laughs> I realized something, and, and I didn't go for very long because it. I realized this, they didn't have an answer for me because I wanted to know how does, how is this going to stop? I hate feeling this way. I I, I hate getting up every morning and and not wanting to get up. Um, you know, I, I had anxiety. I was afraid of everything. Like I just, you know, it was, it was miserable living. Right. Um, and I'm like, but like, what's the answer? And, and you know, they, they didn't, there is, they didn't have an answer. It was basically like, we're going to help you cope and we're going to help you deal with it. And I'm like, that's not good enough for me. I still, again, I still didn't have an understanding of, of, of God as a healer. So that, that hadn't come yet, but I knew I'm like, it can't be, you know, it's because people are like, you know, it's okay. It's like, we all go through this. Um, you know, it's your cross to bear, you know, God, maybe God wants to teach you something, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, and it's like, that doesn't, it doesn't, how, how does it help anybody? It's like, okay. So you knew there was something more and yeah. you were just not getting the answer that you were searching for. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, again, it's like, they're all well-meaning people. This, this was a Christian counselor, you know, they're good people. Um, but their, their solution was, we're going to help you cope with it. We're going to help you manage it for the rest of your life. And I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's, I'm like, okay, forget this. And then I spoke to somebody else. I, I confided in somebody else. They're like, you know, why don't you take antidepressants? They're going to make a big difference. And then my pastor had said, he said, look, he's like, that I told him about it. And he said, listen, here's what you have to understand about antidepressants. They change you. Okay. Yeah. They change you. And I'm like, 
okay, I don't, you know, I don't like the sound of that. But then I thought I need something, but ultimately I never, I never did it because I just felt like I, I don't want that because it's like, really, it's a band-aid solution that, that still does not solve my problem because then, because yeah. of course, when I would, when I was, uh, getting into the whole antidepressant thing, it's like, I, you know, what happens if you get off of them? What happens if like, it's just, it's, it's not good. Um, and it's, you can get addicted to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure want that. yeah, yeah, no, no, you, you can. And it's like, if you, if you like just suddenly stop taking them, it'll completely mess you up. And I'm like, I don't want that. I'm not interested in that. I'm not a, like I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I'm not the way I am now, but even back then I wasn't big on like taking medications and yeah. stuff like that, unless like I really needed it kind of thing. So, um, you know, so anyways, I decided against that. So, I mean, the years like went by and then it was, it was 2013 and my husband and I made the decision, okay, we're going to move back to Montreal. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I mean, so, so there's a lot of reasons why, and a personal reason that I never told anybody was that I, I felt that, okay, I'm going to leave everything behind because every, all the source of my problems started while I was in Ontario, okay? Nothing against the province. It's not for me. I'm sure some people like it, but I, I prefer it. Yeah, I know I know you might think that's crazy because a lot of people hate Quebec, but I'm telling you, I prefer it here. I don't know what to say. That's just how I feel. Um, I just don't like the French here, that everything is super French. Like, let's make it bilingual for real, you know? But, but it, it, adds, it adds culture. Ontario has no culture. Yeah. It's yeah, very, true. but anyways, that's that. It was, you know what? I, I enjoyed, except for Gasper. We love Gasper. Um, I, um, I, you know what? The funny thing is when I was living there, I used to criticize Quebec all the time Yeah. when I was living there, because when you're living there, you feel like you're a little better than here. I'm telling you, don't, I don't know why. Just telling you. Wherever you are. Here than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, so I I did like it, but I'm saying if I had to choose, I would choose here. But anyways, that's neither you here did. nor you there. Did I did. You moved here in 2013. <laughs> yes, and so I, I I I looked at it as you know I'm just gonna close the door on that part of my life. I'm gonna start mm -hmm. fresh, and I, everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. It got worse. Um, and I, again, kept it all inside. I was, again, very involved in church, always there. Nobody would have known. Although I was a bit, um, I think some people knew that there was something up because I had the tendency to be, I have, okay, by nature, I tend to be an emotional person. Um, and so what ended up happening was that, and even like, especially um, when, I, when I was in Ontario, but even here as well, I would just like very emotional outbursts, get upset really easily. Just like my, I couldn't control um, my emotions, right? Um, and that's why, if you know me now, I'm a very disciplined person because I, I, I know the way I, I could be, and so I'm yeah. very, I end up being very disciplined. It annoys some people, but that's just how it, that's just how it is. Um, so, um, you know, I, I still was not, I still was not like getting better, um, and so, you know, again. 
I, I didn't want to go back to the alternatives, which was see a professional. Should I consider medications? Like I'm looking at, there's no point. Right. And the interesting thing was I, I realized being here that the doctrine here was definitely different than it was there. Not that they had bad doctrine. It was just different doctrine. And, and here there's always this emphasis on like healing. Okay. Yeah. And that was something that I, I wasn't used to um, because it wasn't really quite how it was there. And so, you know, I guess, it, it, but it, I was, I was learning, I was learning. Um, yeah. And so, you know, again, my biggest problem I would say was that I didn't understand that God was my healer and that I could be delivered. Because everything that I had known up until then was you cope with it, you deal with it, you manage it. Okay. And, 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 and I started again, as I started to learn this, this different kind of doctrine, which is the correct one, um, I realized I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I shouldn't be depressed. You know, if, if I, when I read verses, you know, that's in Nehemiah, this is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Or, or um, in his presence is fullness of joy. I so said, I don't have joy. I'm, I'm miserable. You know, I mean, you, you could ask, you ask my best friend, like, is she would, she, you know, she got to a point where she's like, I can't talk to you anymore. It's like, because every day I would be like, I don't want to live. I hate my life. Um, I have no reason to live, you know, and it's like, and she's like, you know, I don't know what to say anymore. Like I have nothing, you know, I'm not your, your therapist. I don't know what to say. And actually I remember I remember a day specifically, it was, um, forget the year. Um, I shouldn't, what year was it? It might've been 2019, which wasn't that long ago. Probably like summer 2019. And she was, she, I'm pretty sure it was summer 2019. And she said to me, she's like, she's like, I can't, I can't talk to you anymore. And I mean, you know, she was like the closest person to me. Well, not, I wouldn't say excommunicated, but it was, it was basic. It was really like a wake up call. Cause I'm like, if she can't stand me, then there's a problem. Um, and, and I, and I, I, I realized, okay, I have to like everything I've been learning. God is a healer. Um, depression is not from God. Um, anxiety is not from God. I mean, let me just, just a couple of verses, um, that I had, yeah, like Psalm fifty-five twenty-two. Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. Um, I never did that. I didn't cast my cares on on the Lord. I I didn't I didn't think because again because I had the wrong understanding. I didn't think I could cast my cares on Him because remember what they said. Maybe He's teaching me something. Maybe it's a, a to test my faith, right? Or 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 you know you understand? It's like and when you think that, why would I? cast my cares on the Lord when it's almost like I'm thinking, but didn't he give me these cares? Isn't it, isn't it him that's making me like this? Apparently, right? You see what, you see what bad doctrine does. Not only yeah. it, it messes you up, but it, it, it prevents you from receiving that healing. And you know, and, and let me, I'm just, I'm trying to find another verse. Okay, here's, a, here's another one. Um, Proverbs 4.18, it says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. It shines brighter and brighter until the full light of day. And I'm like, not me. I'm darker and darker. <laughs> like, well, that's not me. And I'm, so I'm reading all these verses and I'm like, something's wrong because what I'm experiencing is not lining up with the word. 
And so that that's a, if you want to know, you know, you make sure that you have right doctrine and you have a personal experience. If that personal experience does not line up with the word, it means that there's something wrong with, with your doctrine. So I realized, okay, there's a problem here. Um, and I, and I, the, the main verse that I kind of like, that came, kept sticking in my head, second Corinthians three seventeen says where the, the, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I said, okay, I need, I need to be set free from this. Um, right. And I rem- and I know that scripture, uh, forget which one it is, but when Jesus was, um, a woman was, uh, he, he healed a woman and, and he said, this woman who's, whom Satan has bound, right? And, and again, and that struck me because I'm like, oh, so it, Satan does this, not God. This, yeah. this isn't something from God. And, you know, because what does everybody always talk about? Well, you know, Job, Job was a good man and he, and, and then I realized, I'm like, when I actually studied Job, twice yeah. it says that Satan afflicted Job, not God. God's the one that gave it all back to him, right? More, more, more. Than what he had. Yes, and and it's like he God basically said, okay, because again, remember, Job was not under our covenant, so so that that wouldn't happen now. But even still, even under a lesser, really lesser covenant, he wasn't even under the the original covenant. So even under a lesser covenant, God still, um, God still like protected him and and restored him, and so. Again, it's like this. This was. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's another because I have like my an article that I wrote. Um, While you're looking, I also want to say that even though uh, Job was afflicted, the Lord knew that he would keep his trust and faith in the Lord, and that you know the Lord helped him through it. Because just like just like the Psalm says. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're walking through, you're not staying in it. So yeah. he was able to walk through because he knew that God was with him. And every no matter who told him otherwise, you know. So once you stand firm and know where the roots are coming from, you know, and then that's where you're able to to cross over into that healing. Yeah, because because so we have to recognize God is our healer. But if, if we think God is the one who afflicts us, why would we go to him for our healing? I mean, even the Bible says, it's like Jesus said, you know, a kingdom, a kingdom divided against itself. You know, you, you can't, so it, it can't be Satan driving out Satan because that doesn't make sense. You know, they accused him of, of being Satan, you know, driving out stuff in the name of Satan, but it's like, it's impossible. So I had to flip that switch in, in my spirit, in my, in my mind, in my heart. And, 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 and it's, it, it was a re-education really, because I was, let's see, well, how old was I in 2019? I was older. So I, I had gone through a lot of life, right? I, I was raised. 2019, was that like two and a half years ago? Yeah. So I was like. You're 39. Mark. I'm 39. So I would have been 36. Cause this was like summer 2019. Oh, yeah. You're so funny. I'm not, I'm not good with numbers. You're like, I'm not 39. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that, you know, and I want to read uh, Colossians 1.13. It says, he's rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of his son who purchased our freedom and even forgave our sins. And I was like, purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So yeah. what's the freedom from? 
okay? And so I realize, I'm like, everything that this world gives, it's bad. The world gives, you know, turmoil and worry. We're always worried about something. And this yeah. was pre-COVID, so imagine now. Like, you know, uh, there's always something to be, to be upset about. Everybody's mad all the time. I'm mad about this. You offended me. You, it's just, it's just, you know, and, and what did Jesus say? It come, I have come to give you, um, wait, I lost the scripture. I had a good Peace. one. Yeah, but the, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> oh man, where is it? Come on. I should have just like written them down. Control F and look for the word. <laughs> really? You could do that? Where's the peace one? Maybe. Come on, man. <laughs> It's, yeah, um, okay, so Psalm, Psalm 4 says, You have filled my heart with more joy. I will lie down and sleep in peace. Mm. I didn't have joy, and I certainly didn't sleep in peace. So again, mm. all of the, and these are just some, there's tons of verses about yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, Jesus said, Peace I, 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 I give you. You know, in this world you might have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So if I know that all this negative stuff is, is from the world, then I'm like, okay, then I don't want any of that. You know, and the Bible says we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Because, right. you know, and I've said this, um, yeah, that's a great verse that, that my mom said, I come to give you life and life abundantly because the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. That's so right. the, the devil was stealing my joy and my peace. Um, he was trying to destroy me um, and he wanted to kill me, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, I, I, it's true. I think that the, the 365 times, I think that's awesome. That for yeah. every day of the year, don't be afraid. So if, if God's telling you not to be afraid and you're living in fear, guess where that fear's coming from? That's why the Bible says that I have not given you a spirit of fear. That's not from the Lord. And so I had yeah. to, boy, it was like a relearning experience where I had to start again everything like wipe it all clean and be like i did not know i didn't know god properly and again this is not it's not a, a knock on on any pastors from the past because no. i i think that particularly for this subject of any sort of mental illness it's just not not really talked about and yeah. now it's kind of become like a, a i hate to say it like this but a trendy thing to talk about and a trendy thing to but yeah. In reality, they don't care. <laughs> and and they jump, you know, they jump on the bandwagon with it, and it's like I, I don't like it because it's like, but you're not giving them any answers. Yeah. And where's the church? And I've read articles from pastors like, you know, we can't we can't just tell people to pray harder, but it's not about praying harder. It's about praying smarter. You have to know yeah. what to pray. I can so I, understanding. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you could pray ten hours a day. If you're praying the wrong thing, don't bother. It's not so. It's not about oh, you have to pray harder. Or you need more faith. It's it. Listen, faith comes by hearing. And so the more that you hear the word of God properly taught, it builds up that faith in you. And so the more that I was here, I was constantly getting good faith built up into me. And so yeah, so it was it was about that time in, in the summer uh, 2019 because I had, remember I mentioned there was that personal issue I was going through. Yeah. That had been, I was healed from that a, a couple yeah. of years earlier. Yeah. 
So the whole concept of healing and stuff, I, I did understand it. And it, 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 it set me free from that. But the depression was still there. And I thought, I thought, I mean, like I said, that um, added to, to my depression, but it wasn't the full, see, I said my, it's not my depression. It's the devil's depression, the depression. It added to the depression. Um, yeah, that's another thing. So I'm just going to say it. People need to stop saying that my, this, my, that it's not yours. The devil is trying to destroy you with it. You used to say stuff like my peace and my joy. Depression is, is, is not something that, that you don't take ownership of that. Because if you think it's yours, are you really going to set it down? If you think it's yours? Um, and that goes for any, it's, any it's sickness. It's funny that you say that because uh, when, you know, uh, certain times throughout the month I would get migraines. And I have been catching myself in the past, like, year or so when I would be like, oh, well, I'm, when I have my migraine, I'm like, no, it's not my migraine. I have to, like, release it because, you know, like, if I ever want to be healed from it, I have to stop thinking that it's mine. That's not my portion. That's not what the Lord wants for me. So I have to remember that it's not that. So I think it works for many things. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that's how that's how the world is. What do you see in people's bios? Uh, bipolar. Yeah. They say that I'm diabetic, uh, this, that, uh I'm like, why are you, why is that part of your identity? Sure. Right? <laughs> because, yeah, well, it's, because everything, it's like everybody's trying to identify yeah. by all these different things and they don't understand who their identity is in Christ. And like I said, a couple years earlier, I had finally grasped that and I definitely was doing better, but I was still depressed and I would have like, I definitely would have more good days definitely say that but it wasn't gone i knew it wasn't gone and it's like even though like i said my life was getting better yeah i still so there was a lot of mornings i would wake up still feeling bad you know that i i was like i, I don't want to live what's the point of living what's the point of waking up in the morning um and so so yeah so it was that day in the summer my friend was like you got to figure it out. And so I said, you know what? I said, I think, I think I need some time just to, you know, figure some stuff out. And that's when I started to, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I already experienced, uh, some being set free from something in my life. I'm like, why am I holding on to this? And I realized something. I realized that part of the reason why I was holding on to it is because it was kind of like a crutch for me. And I'd had depression for so long. It, it was like, a, it was like, a, um, um, I was just so used to it. How's it going? Uh, I'm like, you know, one of those days. It's like, it, it's so like, it was just ingrained in my vocabulary and everything I did. I was always like, Ugh. I was always sad all the time. People were like, why don't you ever smile? I'm like, what's the reason to smile? Like, you know, stuff like that. Right. And, and I was like, that's, I'm like, I'm, th this is not who God created me to be. And I started to, to, to speak differently and I started to pray differently. And that day I literally got down on my knees and I was like, God, I'm like, you did not, uh, uh create me to, to live in depression. Uh, this, this is an oppression from the enemy. He's trying to, to, to destroy my life. He's trying to, to keep me bound. And I know that you will set me free because Christ already purchased my healing and everything when he died on the cross. And so I do not have to carry any sort of, 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 of 
whatever illness, whatever you want to call it, that isn't mine. You know, this is not, it's, it's not who I am. It's not who I was created to be. It's not who you made me to be. And I, and I, it was like a moment where I finally was like, I am letting, you know, when it says cast your cares, I cast it. I said, yeah. God, I, it's not mine. So right. rip it up and, and get it out of here because it's not mine. And I, I tell you, and I know people, when they hear this story, they're like, oh yeah, I'm telling you the next morning I woke up and there was like joy in my spirit. Like I, it, it's like unexplainable. And as the, the days, the time kept progressing, I got, it just went more and more and more. And I remember what, so this was like July. Okay. When, when I was, when I knew that I was set free. Um, but I still had one more thing to sort out. What was I doing with my life? Now I had a full-time job. I still have the same job, but obviously I'm not very different than what I am. I mean, look, I have a shirt and everything. I didn't have a shirt then. Um, so, <laughs> um, and so it was September and it's September. So September of 2018 was when I started my job, the job that, that I, that I currently have. And so it was a, the one year anniversary and you know, I, I took some time to pray that day and I was, cause it, the, the job was a godsend and you know what? It still is a godsend. And I'm going to explain why, because you, you might hear this and think, okay, but why are you, why do you still have the job? Listen, I didn't know COVID was going to hit. My job has never been in jeopardy. I work for a Christian company, a, a, a U.S. based company. Um, and you know, I, I never would have to be, I never, I never, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lose my job because of, of, of mandates or anything like that. Um, and so it was. It, it it's it, it's it's been a covering for me during yeah, you get to work from home yeah and it's for a good cause also. yes it's not like random it's it's your like you said it's a christian-based company yeah. that's amazing so so that's the thing because it's like you, you like i said when i say what i'm going to say following i know people are going to be like well then why are you still working at a you know a day job quote unquote but but again with everything that's been happening um it's been providing you know um, yeah. and that's, you know, people, I, I think people, you know, God, God provides for us in different ways, you know, Definitely. um, and you're still able to do all of the things that the yes. Lord is guiding you to do exactly. with keeping this job and you're not exhausted. Right. So it's yeah. not like you're overexerting yourself to say that, like you're using all of your energy and then you're depleted for everything yeah. else. You're still super amazing like in general you're always happy you're always joyful so it's not it's true though i mean that i hug you when i see you i know not everyone has that privilege but you're not like no no hug me i'm not in a good mood today you know like yeah that's not you so yeah so so it, it there's a like again is is this what i want to do for the rest of my life no but i understand that it's uh it's necessary for this season yeah um, again, like I said, because of what's been happening in the world, I needed a steady employment, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, my husband, he's an immigrant, remember? And so he has a, he has a very, you know, he has a, he works hard and he has a good job, but, um, you know, we need both our salaries, uh, yeah. right? So it's, it's a blessing. And so it was a, the one year anniversary 
that um, that I had this job. And so I was just thanking God for it because it was literally, it was from him 100%. Like, no, nowhere, it came from nowhere else but the Lord. Yeah. And, and as I was praying, this was September 12th. The days are important. September 12th. And I was praying, I was like, God, I'm like, you know, thank you for, for this job. I know you've blessed me with it. And I was, and I was praying and I said, you know, because when I, when I pray, I talk to the Lord, you know? Yeah, me too. Like I'm talking to you. And I said, Lord, I said, you know, I, I obviously, I, I, I still love ministry. I still, you know, I would love to be in ministry. But I said, you know what? I, I, I realize now that, that this is what's for me. I, it's a good job. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to travel. I, I mean, I had been traveling a, a, a lot that year and it was really cool. I met Amish people. Awesome, right? Um, and so I said, Lord, I said, look, it's okay. I give up, I'll give up on ministry. That's fine. I, I didn't, I don't regret going to Bible school. I don't regret doing all that. You know, I had some good, some good years pastoring, but you know what? It's okay. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm going to give up trying. Okay. So then on September 15th, so this was, what is that? Four days later, three days later. A few days. Um, that was when uh, evangelist Jonathan was here doing his revival services. And now he, <laughs> here's the funny thing. He, I, 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 he's like my, my inspiration at the time. I didn't like him. And not only did I not like him, I was like really not looking forward to that week. I was like, it's always like the services are so long and like, I don't feel like being there. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, cause now it's like, I literally listen to him from morning till night, three hour services <laughs> anyways. Um, and so, so I was like, whatever. So it was the first Sunday that he came. And so now he's come because remember, I moved here in 2013. He came pretty much every year, right? Every year. Yeah. And never, he, he had never called me out like to say a word. Cause you know, he does that when he comes to yeah. revival services. No one ever had, I had never had the last time I had a word spoken over me was probably like 2007 or eight. It just wasn't something that it's not common. You know, some people, it feels like every time there's a, there's a prophet or something, <laughs> they're getting no, called I've out. Word spoken over me since I've been saved. Right. It, but it's, it just, I don't know. It's like, it's fine. I, I, it's fine. But it's like, I was just not a word person. Yeah. That just wasn't fine. me. And so it was the Sunday night, the first day he, he was here and he had us all line up to pray for us. He gets to me and he pulls me out from the row and he says, I mean, I'm paraphrasing because I don't like, I have it um, recorded, but he said something to the effect of, you know, there's something different about you. And I knew what he meant because, you know, I had yeah. been, I had been set free. And the funny yeah. thing is, I'm not sure if everybody even really knew at that point, but he knew the Lord knew because the Lord told him. And he yeah. went on to, to, to basically talk about how, um, you know, my call into the ministry and how I was called when I was a teenager and how, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, I gotcha. But he wasn't done Tuesday called me out again. Some said basically the same, the same effect about ministry Friday night. Again, I, he, it, there wasn't even prayer time. We're all sitting. He was preaching. He's like, Marcy, he's like, you don't have to stand up, but he's like, you know, you know, you're, you're called into ministry. You're going to be, uh, uh, in Canada. You mentioned Canada. And it's funny because I'm very, uh, I do. <laughs> I talk a lot about Canada well, now. You're international now yeah. You're online, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just like, it's funny because 
at the time, again, this was September 2019. We didn't know what was about to descend on us. And so I didn't know if I'd live in Canada forever. I didn't know that I'd have a, a specific ministry to Canadians, right? Yeah. But he's, the Lord spoke to him. So, so that happened. And, you know, I, I, I definitely like, I, and, and, and then the last thing he said to me was one of the last nights. And he again was going like through the prayer line. And he said, he's like, you're never going to be the same again. And I wasn't ever the same again. I, I, I literally, I don't even, I, can't, I hardly remember who I was before that. Amen. And, um, and so now, like, you know, I, I see all the things I'm doing now and it's just, it's, it's just very different, um, than, than what I was before. And it's like, remember the first thing he said to me, he said, there's something different about you. If I had not experienced, um, the freedom that I, that I believed for, I don't think any of that would have happened. And I wouldn't be talking to you right now. And I wouldn't be wearing this shirt and I wouldn't have this pillow and I wouldn't be a teacher. And, and you understand what I'm saying? I would not, I'd just be working my, my same job, sometimes happy, sometimes not happy. Um, but, but it, it basically, it, it really, it changed my whole life just, just with, with one moment to say, God, I believe that you can set me free, you know? And I, if I'm filled with your spirit, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I want to, I hope to, to, to encourage anybody who might watch this or listen to this. I understand depression is an, is not an easy thing to deal with because you don't know really like. It's hard to explain. It's not like someone breaks their arm and like, oh, I have a broken arm. You you can't see into someone's head. Yeah. You know, you can't really see into their life. It, it, and a lot of times, the, you know what I would say the worst thing is? When people think, oh, you, you know, you're being overdramatic or you're pretending or something like that. It's not pretend because it's a demonic stronghold. I don't yeah. mean filled with a demon. I mean, it's a demonic stronghold. Well, you yeah. could be filled with a demon, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's it's like a... The Right, yeah. You know, like, uh, peanuts, uh, is it lioness? Who was the... Yeah, but that's because he smells. Oh, okay, you could say... It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, depre depression <laughs> is a stink. It is. And I'm going to tell you this. The, the way the world talks about it, they want you to stay bound. They don't want you to be set free. They, they, yeah. they drug you up. Uh, you know, make you into like a zombie basically of yourself because that's what it is. And God forbid you should ever go off the pills and then you can lose your mind. Um, you know, and so, so that I'm sorry, but the let's talk stuff. Okay. Yeah, it is good to talk about it, but you know, you have to understand, you have to make that distinction and say, this is something that can be solved. You don't have to cope with it. You don't have to spend your life in misery. Thinking, well, you know, but, 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 you know, I wear a little ribbon or uh, I have a little thing on my, on my bio, you know, so fighting depression or people put like a banner on their, their profile picture. <sighs> Anyways. It's, it's because they don't have the, the word to back up the actual healing of it. Yeah. So they're not going to break free because they're going to be dependent on the drugs, the pity party the woe to me and all of that and and it's just that's that's all they know they don't know any better you know yeah and and you know that it's, it's funny what you say about you know the pity party thing I, I was queen of the pity party it was always like poor me nothing ever goes right for me something's always happening blah 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 and it was just like 
I'm like, okay, you keep speaking words of death and that's what you're going to get, you know? And I, and, and I have to change not only like the way I thought, but the way I spoke, because you know, you, you your words have to line up with what the word says. And yeah. so if, if, if God says, you know, cast your cares on him, that he's your peace, he's your joy, uh, Jesus comes to give you peace. And then the words that come out of your mouth are like, oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worthless. I have nothing to live for, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's not lining up with what the word says. And so that's why for me, even though it was a process, a long process to figure out, you know, what was my portion and what was under my covenant in an instant, it all went away when I realized it. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I encourage people to, to, it's just a matter of, of understanding who you are in Christ and understanding yeah. who you're supposed to be. Cause that joy, it is a joy unspeakable, like that song joy yeah. unspeakable and full of glory because it is unspeakable because nothing had like from one day to the next, I was still the same person. I still was doing the same things, but I had the joy of the Lord and, and it is un, un, unexplainable. Um, and it's so your, it's your perspective that changed your thought process and understood that God is the healer and God is the one who, who can do this for you. Exactly. Exactly. I, I had to, I had to view God as my healer and I didn't for like a long time. Um, and, and again, like I said, even though I was healed from something else, it was like, I think, you know, and I, I maybe this is, would be the case for a lot of people. You like the pity party. You like the woe is me. I did. Well, until people got fed up with me, but you know, it's like, because then you're like, Oh, they're like, what's wrong? Oh, well, you know, and then they're like, you know, patting you on. So it's going to be okay. And, and we all want that comfort, but the comfort does nothing for us, you know? And it, it's, and I get it. People like that because there's such a negative tone that exists in the world. It's like, we kind of echo it, but it's like, that's not what the word says. That's not what, what we should be echoing. We shouldn't be parroting the garbage of the world and you don't have to look far to find it. So, so if I can encourage anybody today. I would tell them, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying, um, that, that, that it's, it's not serious. You know what you're going through. If you, if you have depression or if you have anxiety, it is serious. Yeah. It's a real thing. No, no I'm not yeah. saying it's a real thing. I'm not saying pray it. Just, just pray more. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to know what to pray and how to pray. You know, you have to know how to speak and you have to know who God is. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a change in perspective. It's, it's not the easiest thing to especially if you, you basically have to completely change your doctrine. So it's not always simple, but it's like, you just got to do it. You just got to do yeah. it. And, and you will see things change for you. Like that, that is a guarantee. It's a biblical guarantee, right? Yeah. Because there's, there's no instances where, um, you know, if someone was, something was wrong and then they were healed and it like, it didn't work or like, well, thanks for that. But you know, I'm still depressed. Like that, that's not how it works. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's in a nutshell. Even though it was a long nutshell. Um, basically, my <laughs> yeah, my uh, my journey. And um, but but I, I really I like to talk about it, and I think it's important to talk about because this is such a um, an issue that so many people experience, and you don't have to carry this. You know, when Jesus says, um, um, "My yoke is easy and my burden is light," there is a burden of, of, of being a Christian because we, we face persecution 
but the burden is the burden's not depression. So just just remember yeah. that. So so there is a burden, but even then it's light because you know God God's got you. He's taking care of you. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's pretty much it. I had a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that you said first off uh, that you're not minimizing the fact that it does happen uh, because I think it, it happens to the best of us. And there's sometimes when maybe we're just so overwhelmed with so many things coming at, and I'm gonna say us because I know it's happened to me for like little spurts of time. It, it never really lasted long because I've been able to turn to uh, godly people and, who have given me yeah. either like great advice, prayed with me, uh, explained me certain things that maybe I had a misunderstanding of uh, within the Bible because I think that we grew up we're the same age we grew up uh in in the same like not in the same church relatively because you went off and and i was not in church but i think that a lot of things were not taught to us in the past like when we were kids uh due to the way that they taught things as a religion or as a, a tradition more than as you know the living spirit of god here and now and tomorrow he might be doing something different and stuff like that so i think that we all needed to relearn certain things now if somebody who let's say someone who's watching now or someone who's gonna watch on the replay is dealing with these types of things would you tell them find someone i i think i know i already know the answer but i just for them you know would you tell them find someone who's been through it and then go see them regardless of who it is or would you tell them find someone who is spirit filled and who will be able to help you through that season because they know the bible and even though they didn't go through that type of oppression themselves they'll be able to help you through it what would you give as advice to someone who's going through that or knows someone even who's going through that well first things okay we have to make sure they're saved so if they're saved like that's the first thing you got to get saved yeah now let's say they are saved. Yeah. Um, you know the thing. I'll be honest with you. People's advice did nothing for me. Oh, hold on. Just, just to clarify for everyone, you need to be saved because that's what creates the covenant between. Yes. Yeah. So they understand because if there's people who are watching who don't understand why we say that, if like some people might think it's random, but it's not random. God owes nothing to anybody. But when you are saved and you live for Christ, then you are in covenant with him yeah. and he will hold true to his promises. Absolutely. Sorry, yeah, because God God made a covenant with his people, um, a few different ones actually. So it's like he, he has basically, I guess you could put it, bound himself to his promises. He has to keep mm. his promises because the Bible yeah. says he honors his word above his name. Um, so, so yeah, so we're establishing that the person's saved. Yeah. People's advice didn't help me. Because either they, it was, let's say, like I said, the people that I spoke to who, who were depressed as well, like they said, they said, you know, you just got to cope with it. You know, God will help you through it. But, you know, it's not like it's not going to go away. You're just going to have it for the rest of your life. You know, that was, didn't help me. And then, you know, maybe some, uh, um, some Bible teaching that I, that I had over the years was a little bit more like cut and dry. Like, well, just you know, you need to have more faith or, um, I guess you don't have, you know, 
you need to pray yeah. or, or whatever, like, you know, and, and they didn't, didn't, again, that also was like, but it's not, like I said, it's, I told you, it's not about praying harder. You have to know how to pray and what to pray. Yeah. So, um, the thing that helped me the most was I listened to preaching like every day still from, from, I would say like from that September, 2019 onwards, um, I just was like constant, like, and still now preaching every single day. I don't, you know, I'm very selective about what I would watch. Cause listen, I like to watch TV. I'm a TV person. At the end of the day, I sit down, I turn off the internet and I watch TV. I, I don't, I, I know some people are like, I don't even have a TV. I'm like, well, good for you. I like my TV. It's a big TV. I, I, I like it, whatever. So I'm very selective about what I watch. I watch, and here's some, and again, I'm being super practical. I tape, I tape, I do not watch anything live because I have cable. So obviously if you have a streaming service, there's no commercials, but let's say people who have cable, I tape everything because if you watch live, you're stuck watching the commercials and commercials are crap. All of it's crap, especially COVID era commercials. It's all garbage. Oh, I have not seen one because I don't have cable. Yeah. So. so obviously if you have a streaming service, it doesn't matter, but that's, that's a practical thing that I do. I do not watch anything live because if you're watching live, the only thing I watched live in the past like two years is a Super Bowl because you have to watch a Super Bowl live, but everything else, even sports. I tape it, I don't check, I don't look at anything, and then I watch it later. And I fast forward the commercial. So so that was a practical thing. I'm very selective, very selective about what I'm putting in my mind. And I just, I'm constantly watching preaching because remember what I said, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if you're constantly being filled with good preachers and good doctrine and good teaching, I mean, it's- Give some examples. We want the people to know who the good preachers that have helped you overcome this in the name of Jesus, but that have put great Bible verses and Bible principles in your mind to help you through that. Well, obviously, everybody at Revival today, if you, and there's a bunch of them, all, all, everybody, that, that's, I'll be honest, it's pretty much all I watch. Um, yeah. And they have a lot of stuff. Yeah. They have a lot of people speaking. There's Jonathan, Adalis, Magalis, uh, Kofi. Kofi, um, Maddie. Maddie's really good. She's like a young, oh, a younger yes. girl. She's a I youth like, pastor. I her on Instagram. She's, She's really so good. good with her posts also. Yeah. She's and, so and informed. I'm like, how are you that informed on us when you like, don't even she, live in Canada? <laughs> so like, and, and so, um, there's a lot of, um, you know, w- what it definitely was important for me is that I needed to understand the blood of Jesus and I needed to understand the power in the name of Jesus, right? Because that's how I, that's how I pray. That's how I prayed. Um, of course, evangelist TJ too. Thank you, icon master. I'm not sure who you are, but I appreciate it. Peter. All right, cool. I like you. Um, especially because you have, you have 66 and that's like the name of like my all time favorite not the name, the number of my all-time favorite hockey player. Anyways, I promise not to get distracted by the unit. Um, okay, um, so I, I needed to understand, like I said, the, the, the blood of Jesus and what it did for us yeah. and, and why, how, why we should speak the name of Jesus and pray in the name of Jesus, right? So I needed to understand all that. And so, yeah, so, so I just fill yourself with the word of God, with good teaching, because it's, it's gonna, it's hard. Let me tell you something. It is hard to be depressed when you're constantly filled with, with God's word. It's hard. 
I don't, I, I feel like I'm like, how could I be depressed? And you're talking about like, every day there's bad news. Every day. Oh, yeah. Although yesterday was a good day. Well, of course you could argue. This, anyways, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's kind of like, how, how could you not be like, oh my gosh. But it's like, I'm telling you, when you're, when you're just constantly filled with the word, um, yes. it, it's, and that's why, like, I, I know, um, not everybody comes on these broadcasts, but you need to, because look, um, what, what are you, what are you watching instead of this? What are you watching oh, instead of this? Netflix. I have 300 and something followers and I only have a few people. I know some people watch the, the after words, like the, you know, when it, when I save it, the replay, because like, let's say they have kids. Yeah, yeah, kids of course. Stuff, but like, for the most part, I'm like, y'all need to get on this. And I'm not, I'm not, cause you know, I have, there's, there's some nights when it's like, I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe I'm doing laundry or something and I can't like, yeah. but, but it's like, for the most part, if there's a broadcast on whoever's doing it, someone from church, whatever, I'm going to watch it because it's like, what's my alternative? I'm watching family matters, which is a good show. Yeah. I'm watching, uh, how, uh, uh like the, the house network there, whatever it is. But I agree. I think it's not, you know, that, but it's also like, especially for the people like, Brothers and sisters in Christ, we're supposed to be encouraging one another. So to come on and to even just, even if you can't type, like uh, Monday, I think it was, I was washing dishes while you were talking. Yeah. And you were saying, I think people might be upset. And then I would come <laughs> my wet hands. I'm like, no one's upset, you know? And I'm like trying to wash the dishes, but listening. So sometimes I'm not interactive, but I feel like I feel bad when I miss broadcasts because. I want to be there to encourage my brothers and sisters. And I want to hear what you have to say because, like, for me, we might be the same age, but at the same time, there's always something that I could learn from you. Just like there's something, like, when I did the Proverbs Challenge, I was learning, so yeah. I'm sure there's people who learn from from me, you know? So uh, there are some people that just think, like, oh, whatever, I don't need to listen to this person, this person, like, thinking, like, this person is below them. I don't want to ever think that way about somebody even if they're younger than me because I feel like we can always learn something and if I feel like I don't agree with what that is then I just don't have to take it for myself you know but we need to also know who to listen to so you see well, revival today yeah Malcanty, obviously pastor Steve yeah of course Chapel, pastor Jess yeah everyone from our church obviously yeah. <laughs> but it's like yeah no I, who don't know, I agree with you because it's like if somebody, if somebody I know has like either from our church or from revival today, if they have good doctrine, I'm listening to them because yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll say this people. It's like, you're depressed. Of course you're depressed. There's bad news all the time. And then what are you doing? You're yeah. listening to sad, depressing music. You're watching these, these dumb shows on, on Netflix. You're, 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 of course you're depressed. Hello. I, and that's another thing I cut out. Oh, and again, I'm not telling people, well, I am. Don't listen to secular music. It's useless. I cut it all out. All I listen to is worship and good doctrined worship. I'll, I have a playlist uh, on my Spotify that has only songs with uh, biblical lyrics. Um, gotta get Spotify. But anyways, um, so it's like, it's, it's like, those are practical things, but I'm telling you, what? Of course you're depressed. Of course I was depressed. I was listening to like depressing love songs like an idiot. Like I'm in high school or something. And watching these like dumb movies that are so, you know, just, just nothing good. Filling my mind with this stuff. Of course I'm depressed. Duh. What do you think's going to happen? With what goes in our minds, what goes, what we listen to, what we watch, 
follow those types of things if we know especially uh if we're people who are like emotionally affected yes so that's even more so and i noticed that with myself within the first two years of, of being saved i needed to stop listening to secular music i could not yeah. I could it would change my character. And even some uh some music now that they say they're Christian but like they only, you know, like put the word the name Jesus in uh, once in their song just to say that it's there but yeah. not that they're speaking anything good. Sometimes that's when I'm driving crazy that I listen to those <laughs> because <laughs> it encourages my craziness. But yeah. I have be careful so we have to be careful what we watch what we listen to and we're always like zing zing we have to like x, x, x them out of our lives and replace them with the word yeah exactly and and that's the thing i'm like if someone tells me i'm depressed I'm, i the some of the first things i ask i say okay how much are you in your word what are you listening to what are you yeah. watching those are the first things i ask i'm not i don't even start with the doctrine let's just start with the practical stuff yes. because i know people that I thought had good doctrine and are still depressed. So I'm like, I could pinpoint, and I guess it's because of my experience with it, but I can tell you, this is why. You you think that, because again, the, the devil is out there, like like the verse that, that my mom mentioned, he's out there to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. Jesus has come to give you life. Why are you filling yourself with like world, I don't use the word worldly, but that's what it is, worldly stuff. When it's like, we have so much alternative. You're rejecting what the Lord is trying to give you freely. Yeah. If you would only receive it. Yeah. So and exa- that's actually a good way of putting it. I didn't, I didn't, either I didn't know to receive it or I didn't yeah. want to receive it. One or the other, maybe both. Um, but it's like, I had to make, it was almost, it was almost more than just, um, it was a doctrinal change. Yes. A belief change. Yes. But also a lifestyle change because yeah. I've never, I've never gone back to, to how I used to be. It's like, I get up in the morning, well, I usually watch Check the News because I go to bed early, so I watch it in the morning, but it's like most of the time I put I put preaching on, morning till night, while I'm working, it's, it's in the background. Um, yeah. That's just what I do. And at night, if there's a broadcast, I'm watching the broadcast. Um, yeah. You know, maybe I'll have a football game on mute on the TV, but whatever, you know, like, I'm, like I say, washing the dishes, I'm doing something, it's there. Yeah. You know, every, listen, guys, I'll say this, because we're going over time, but everything's available to you if you're depressed right now you know we have to you got to figure out why because there's there's too much when i was a kid we didn't talk about this stuff when i was a teenager we didn't talk about this stuff it's way different now it's everywhere and we have so much at our disposal it's not like when i was a kid and we had this like black and white tv with like you turn the knob and for like three channels that's not that's not reality anymore that's not real. We have, and it's a, I guess it's good and bad because there's also a lot yeah. of crap out there, but there's no excuse. Anyways. There's lots of stuff being thrown at us and then, and then a lot of the mental health issues are being normalized. Like as if, yeah. while it's normal because that's yeah. the society we live in, but it doesn't have to be our normal and it shouldn't be our normal as Christians. Exactly. Um, so then I would say... To add to that, not only would it be because some people don't know how to do it themselves, but if they can find someone who they know is rooted well in the word that would be able to at least guide them a little. Like, I don't think that anyone should do it for you. I think that it should be your own effort that you have to be willing to do it because like I I wouldn't be able to do it for somebody else, you know? So if I want to do it, I have to do it for myself. And and just to say that, you 
few months with everything going on and I'm on leave without pay from work and everything, I'm going to say that the first month that, that this had happened, I felt very betrayed and I was like lying on my couch in a woe to me. I wasn't like that with everybody. I was just like, I needed time to mourn, I'm going to call it. And, and I think that that was a normal thing, but then I felt like, okay, now I need to get out of my mind and stop thinking like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm like, if this is happening, then so there's an opportunity that the Lord, the Lord wants to do something with me and through me, you know? So I had to, but I know that like I've dealt with these things before. I know a couple of years ago, I, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I had uh, asked you if you can, if we can speak because I said, I'm going through something. I don't even remember what I'm I remember doing. that. Like, not because I don't want to talk about it. I really don't even, like, the Lord gave me holy amnesia of, of certain things that I, I've gone through. And, and you told me to read Psalm 91 every single day. You said, Lee, if there's one thing that you can do every single day is read Psalm 91. And that's literally, like, how I've, I've helped myself. And... Um, I'd have to say that like now I don't read Psalm 91 every day, but ultimately, like if ever I get in a funk, I'm like, oh, well I have that along with a whole lot of other stuff at my disposal, you know? And that's because of like it, when it's certain situations, like I've come to you, I go to my best friend, Joy, I've gone to Pastor Jess for a certain situation that I was like, I'm not sure how to handle this, but you're, because she's a pastor, I'm like, I just want to make sure that I don't have... Uh, that this it wouldn't be like unforgiveness or something, you know, so I, I've gone always to people that I believe um, have good doctrine and are able to help me un in understanding how to deal with that situation specifically. And within just a few days of like getting into specific Bible verses and praying specifically, you know, um, for that to leave me and for the Lord to make me learn something from it because anything that happens we still want to learn something from it it's not because it's not from the Lord the Lord will always use something bad for good for us you know so I always wanted to do that but like I would say that that's the best thing is for people to reach out but not to someone who's like another woe to me but to someone who they believe you know like I don't know what you've been through, but, you know, I feel like maybe you can help me with this. And hopefully that person is honest enough to tell them if they can or if they feel like, mm, I really can't, you know? Well, we need, we, we need to be encouragers. You know, in your yeah. case, I would say this. I would say, you know, don't confuse a, a bad day with a bad life. You have every... Yeah. <laughs> what happened to you is... <laughs> makes me... I punch walls. Like, I, it, it's... I don't blame you for, oh, please, anybody, but, but even still, it's like, I understand, but it's like, that's where we have to be very careful to not let that, you know, become now every day I'm like miserable and depressed because that, that's sometimes yeah. what ends up happening. It's like, yeah, you know what? You, you, you lost your job. This it's, it's, it's not good, but it's like, yeah. now what do you do in that, in that situation? Exactly. Well, we have to go. To the right to the word, right? We have to say, okay, what does the word say about this? You know, um, and so you find scriptures that will um, help build up your faith, right? 
and you find scriptures, you speak those words and there's power in those words. You know, the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you speak out right words and then the right feelings will end up following because you're constantly, when you're speaking bad things, you're going to feel worse. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, but we have to, we have to, (laughs) we have to encourage each other as well. Be encouragers. Um, and that's what I try to do. That's, that's why I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll make jokes and I'll like make us pick foods out of weird lists and because it makes people laugh and we smile and because you know what i realize that it's like all you get in the world is bad and it's like when it comes to 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 the kingdom of god we've got to we've got to be the opposite of that right encourage people love people right for sure and and it's really great to be able to encourage people but we want people to to learn to be able to encourage themselves also we can't be dependent on other people to to always have to fill it like i have to like and i had to learn that in 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 certain seasons it's like you know what i don't want to call uh uh this person or that person to say uh every day i need you to lift me or i'm gonna have a bad day no that's not what it's gonna be it's gonna be like i need to literally be the one doing the work behind it and i need to go into the word and encourage myself with the word of god yeah yeah that's exactly it because sometimes we we go to people and we're not we're not really seeking the answer we just want comfort from them so we have to be careful of that and that's why it's probably better that's why i said it's probably better identify the things that you're doing wrong fix them yeah you know like i said if you're listening to something bad change it if you're watching something bad change it uh, if you're speaking bad things, change it. And then you're going to see things. Because that's that's basically like, I've never looked back. I don't wake up. Any, like, when was it? Which was the day when they did the emergency act or whatever and like people freaked out? Was it Monday? Which, which emergency act? Uh, well, anyways, like it was, listen, people were upset. And I still woke up in the morning and I was smiling and I'm making my coffee and my husband's making his eggs and we're joking. And it's like, we're like basically like living in a prison but we're still you know and it's like i know it's and again it's like and then yesterday was was a great news because you know anyways but that's a different subject um the point is you're gonna be you're gonna be all over the place if you don't understand the joy of the lord and, and how to be filled with that joy boy you're gonna be every which way and that's why that's how how like a quote unquote one bad day turns into a bad life and I'm not going to lie to you, Mark, I find it's hard to uh, be friends with somebody who is constantly a Debbie Downer also. Like yeah. that person who's always like negative and stuff. And it's like, are you ever not negative? Do you ever post anything that like, there's a difference between infor- information and informing people of stuff and then being like, oh, obviously this happened in my life and it's bad. And, and like, I... I literally like cut all those people out and it's not because I I'm mean it's because I really like if if I've tried to help you in the past and you don't want to grab that that help from me well in reality like you want to stay in your in your mud puddle you know well it's like I said before like with myself it was like a crutch you know and so there are some people who just they just like being that way they're just they're negative people they they want the sympathy you know they want people to feel sorry for them they like to play the victim all the time yeah and that's another thing i had to realize i'm not a victim i'm a victor 
because because Christ already won the victory. So I'm not. I don't live in victimhood. I live in victory. Exactly. That's amazing. Uh, I wanted to actually read Psalm 91 before you close in prayer, and uh, I'm so happy that you got to share with us about everything that the Lord did. I mean, in reality, you shared more than one testimony because. You know, he healed you from multiple things throughout that time. And even though from 2013 to 2019, let's say there was a lot of stuff that had to go on in order for you to be able to grasp that. So uh, God is good and all he needs is our obedience for us to be able to let those things like the crutches go uh, in order for us to, to accept and receive the healing that he exactly. has for us, that he's freely given us, right? So exactly. I'm just going to... I'm holding my page in Esther because I like to read things. Apparently, I like reading things in depth now. I don't really good. read it like once. Proverbs did that to me. Praise okay. The <laughs> so I'm going to read Psalm 91 from NLT. Some people like it. Some people don't. Too bad. This is what I'm reading. 